Okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. It was not uh, the best, but it might have been the worst. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. Hey guys, hello. Uh, this is not Dial of Destiny. This is the Last Crusade. Um, this is Content Crisis. You think you know that? You clicked on it, but you know there's autoplay, so I'm not gonna be a cunt about it. Uh, I'm Tyler. I am Jason. I'm Michael. And uh, yeah, so we're doing this. Uh, here's what we got for you today, just off the top here. Uh, we're gonna look into some public reception of the movie. Basically, I'm just gonna read Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, likes, dislikes, that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, we're going to do our bad section, which would consist of bad trailer. Sometimes movie trailer can be misleading, make you think the movie's a bit more action-packed or more focused on one thing or another than it actually is, and then it's completely different. So, uh, that is the exercise here, taking clips to make the movie look like something else, but we're trying to be funny about it. Uh, bad summary, the best explanation I have for this is that the uh, max summary for the matrix is a computer hacker joins forces with rebel warriors to battle a malevolent cyber intelligence sort of summarizes the movie but not at the same time so uh, that's where i got the idea for bad summary so we'll try to do that here but be as funny as possible about it uh bad casting imagine sean connery's playing superman or the rocks playing uh you know mclovin and super bad the goal here is to say a name that would not work in a specific role at all but of course try to be funny about it then we have our live tweets. Any thoughts, commentary that you had about certain scenes or moments in the movie that maybe don't fit anywhere else, but we wanted to share. And then we have our talking points, of course, which, you know, questions, conversation, prompts, what have you. So, if you're new here, uh, you know what's coming. Um, so, yeah. You guys want to dive into the uh, Crusade reception? What do you think the percentage for Last Crusade on Rotten Tomatoes is? The tomato meter, not the audience score. I'm going to go with the cool 78%. I'll say 65. Is an 84% on the tomato meter. That's like the, the real critics and shit. You not know? bad, so, Indy. Not bad. Right? Um, audience score is even better. 106. I'm going to guess... 89. You want to guess an actual possibility? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll say like 92. 94. 94. Hot damn. Yeah. Critics consensus says it's lighter and more comedic than its predecessor. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade returns the series to the brisk serial adventure of Raiders while adding a dynamite double act between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. Um, <laughs> I'll just throw this out right now. Um, is Sean Connery a good actor or was he James Bond? He's James Bond. Okay, thank you. <laughs> there's there's no, no doubt in my mind. Because, like, everybody just, like, like critical acclaim just uh, was like, oh, Sean Connery. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I've watched a lot of Sean Connery, you know? He does one role pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what do we got? Let's get some. And, honestly, I cannot find, um, like, a bad review on, like, the official reviews. Like, no one said, like, bad shit about this. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame. Like, you always want to yeah, you like, want a widely, like, a well-received movie. You want to hear that one guy who is like, Harrison Ford is a Nazi and everything he does is propaganda. And... 
I just don't think anyone hated Harrison Ford in anything he did during that time. No, that's he not literally... fair. You could shit in a bag and throw it at your mom. And she would still be like, thank you. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. like, he yeah. really I'll treasure it always. I'll put it in my shit box. Yeah. The worst thing I've found is it feels very much a retread of Raiders, but that was a great movie, so it's not exactly as if that's a bad plan. Sure. That's the worst one I found. So, uh, yeah, pretty much move past that because everything was good. Um, so, uh, likes, dislikes, guys? Jason? You sure. Uh, as far as things that I like, um, I really just enjoy kind of the, the early scenes in general when we get to kind of focus on some of like the lore dumps in the history. Um, you know, when we get to kind of have those conversations, because I don't really know anything about history, and it makes me feel like I'm suddenly smarter yeah. by watching them yeah. talk about probably, like, at least, like, 35 to 65% of, like, made-up history. Right. You know, at least some of it's got to be real, but, like, you know, it's, it's a movie. we got to bullshit it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I always really enjoy those sequences, um, and it makes me feel like I am, like, getting the lore dump, and this is so I can understand the rest of the movie. Um, so I like those weird bits of hand-holding that's for plot reasons. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of like the, the 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 real and goofy side of indie throughout this one. Yeah. Where like it's it's like you're nervous in front of your dad, so everything you do is kind of awkward. <laughs> and then that's that's what I felt like. I felt like it was just him not on his 100 percent a game. It was just him kind of being like, ah, my dad's watching. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like just this. Exactly. I I love that so much. You got uh, Mike. I, I completely agree. The uh, the indie humor and the small jokes with the little callbacks, I really like. So when they were in the catacombs and they walk by and she goes, what is this? And he goes, Ark of the Covenant. And she goes, you sure? And he goes, pretty, pretty sure. sure. <laughs> I thought that, like small stuff like that. But yeah, exactly. His humor, um, his sidekick in this one was his dad, which there's all those bonds that they have. Um, the ups and downs throughout the movie. <laughs> Bonds. Bonds, yes. <laughs> um, and then to the very end where they, like, repair their relationship. Uh, the very, like, last scene I thought was, was pretty good. Um, I thought this one started the best out of the three we've done. Yeah. Um, because, like, you get, like, the little callback to, like, young indie. You get, like, oh, like, he, this dude loves history and this is how it started. And all that kind of stuff. So it was it was cool to see that. It was cool to bring younger actors in, even though River Phoenix is now dead. But uh, yeah, R. happens. R. Yeah. Um, yeah. I everything about it I, I thought was really good. Uh, it didn't seem as deep as maybe one of the other two, as far as like getting really in depth with the characters or something like that. But with that said, it's if it's a popcorn movie, it's the best of the series. Everything is action packed nonstop. It just goes, 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 does not stop till the credits roll. Yeah. Yes, sir. So I, I really enjoyed it in that aspect. I don't think I'll be too redundant here with mine, because sometimes I skip if what I've said has already been said. But um, I kind of love that we come back to, like, standard indie format, because Temple of Doom was kind of a, you know, I mean, it's still an indie movie, but, you know, it goes like off the trail a little bit, a little bit, you know. So Indy's kind of back in his element, fighting off Nazis, right? Classic Indy uh, enemy. I love seeing Sala back. I was very happy about that. Um, I feel like we had more moments. I, I I know all of these movies have these moments, but I feel like we had more moments where you say, yeah, really? <laughs> you know? Um, 
But I don't think the... Like, for example, I don't think the crew from, like, the beginning, you know, then he's on the ship in the middle of the ocean or wherever the hell. And, you know, they like, that guy still wears that same suit every day. What's and those dudes... Now? Well, sure. And that dude still has the fucking cross. And it's like, well, aren't these guys, like, kind of criminals? Like, wouldn't they have sold this shit off by now? Exactly. And I thought that cross, because it was like, all right, it's been 20-something years or 15 years or whatever. I thought the cross was going to be a major player in the, in the movie. Yeah. Absolutely did not come up after that. He was like, oh, it was, yeah. It was more of just like a, like a petty, like, hey, remember? <laughs> right. Like, oh, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just a couple, couple more things like that I felt like in this one. But, um, you know, mostly I loved the shit out of the movie. Um, my bad trailer for this one was uh, the quest to get the autograph of the Fuhrer. Uh, <laughs> Could also work for the bad summary. Yeah, I, uh, I I loved that scene so much just because there was so much tension there, and then just the Adolf Hitler hands yeah. it back to him, pushes him out of the way so they can move on with it. I love that scene so much. Yeah, um, I was gonna say with that scene, the like the thought and the shot and everything of like being this massive thing, massive book burning. You're like, oh, history. This is great. I really love that. And they literally did it for like two and a half minutes for that whole thing yeah yeah and just all of the stuff getting into that again practical effects with indiana jones all the time like oh it's fantastic i loved it and yeah the funny part about that where he goes like stares him down starts writing adolf hitler and it gets like a small little smirk out of harrison's character just like hilarious yeah it's so good yeah as uh as far as kind of the the bad trailer i had it's like clearly we have to turn this into kind of like a, a buddy comedy jones jr sure. and senior um you know just getting shenanigans getting by so kind of lighthearted montage of them being, you know, tied up in the castle with like the real nice, you know, light soundtrack to it there. Um, Jones Jr. throwing the uh, one general dude out of the Zeppelin. Um, and, you know, I think he's saying he didn't have a ticket. Yeah, no ticket. Yeah, no ticket. Just like all of that is so like, you know, buddy comedy material there. And I feel like we could have stapled enough scenes of that together that you could have sold it just as that. And people yeah. would have still gone to see it. I That's that's great. I had nothing for this. I could think of nothing. Nothing? Dude, like, because... <laughs> Some of these are tough. No, no, that's for sure. Was, it was ridiculously tough because, like, all I could picture the whole time, and I watched it, like, you know, four, five, six times to lead up to this, and it was like every time I pictured it, it was just, like, action, 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 action. So the only thing I kept thinking in the back of my brain was just, like, somehow try to show Indiana Jones as, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme at the time <laughs> of just, like, whooping ass... <laughs> and like doing things and then you watch it Harrison like, Ford as action hero instead yeah. of just like Indiana Jones yeah. kind of thing like that's the only thing that stuck out in my brain I was like ah, I feel like an idiot writing that yeah. so I yeah. try so, to find something else kind of an interesting thought there right so it's like we do have like our action heroes and then Indy is very much like an, an adventure hero right yeah. he's more of like the interaction with the environment and the story rather than interacting with like you know physical combat and, and the action sequences themselves so uh, yeah. yeah, kind of jumping ship over into making him like that action hero thing. That yeah. would actually be probably pretty good. All right. So my bad summary. Uh, filthy cum slut takes two big loads from father <laughs> and son. <laughs> oh, man, he went straight Very for it. Nice. All went right. straight for it. Beat up the Eskimo brothers. <laughs> oh, shoot. So 
Yeah. Uh, I hope I got that last part out. <laughs> Father and son is what it, yeah, obvious. It's obvious once you get it out. I was like, dude, you know how many times I said that just in the mirror? Like, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it's just so, so funny. I could, no, just hilarious. so I could like get it out here. And then that last bit, I fucking father and son. So yeah. She talks anyway. in Talk to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, just, it's, it's just Sean Connery. Right. It's, it's just Bond out there. Yeah. It's like, of course he did. So, we yeah. got. Uh, so I had a National Lampoon's Jones Family Vacation. Nice. Oh, that's good. And then uh, Holy Grail's oldest employee finally retires. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> You're like, what, 500 now? There's a lot in his pension. I yeah. mean, he's oh, doing yeah. well. He's, he's going to have a fun time. Yeah. Or he's dead now. It could go either way. I absolutely did. Uh, I had Trump-like billionaire uses Nazis for the most epic suicide in history of humanity. Nice. Very good. Uh, so bad casting. Uh, I said Sean Connery. Uh, <laughs> just itself. Um, just like why did he cluck like a chicken? Like he, he just the guy just feels like a constant caricature of himself. But anyway, uh, I had that written too. Yeah, I. Uh, I looked at, again, you know, other movies from 89, so that was my strategy again. So uh, I said Jack Nicholson is indie. Um, you know, the Batman was in 89. He was the Joker. Uh, I said, uh, I said, or Timothy Dalton, because License to Kill was the same year. Fair. Uh, and then another movie that came out that year was Driving Miss Daisy, so I said Jessica Tandy could be Dr. Schneider. There you go. <laughs> so so uh, Danny DeVito is Joan Sr., of course. Oh, that's good. I just mo- mostly just because we just have to create that gap between junior and senior, all the more so. Yeah. Uh, so that that would be really good. And then also uh, Robin Williams as Indy. So, okay. So my mindset with this was so we have Indy who is like you know like pretty serious, but then he's got a lot of that sass and wit, and then kind of that lightheartedness, and it's in like this certain ratio. And then if we just inverse that completely. It's Robin Williams with all the lighthearted, witty, jokey stuff there, and only this tiny bit of seriousness yeah. to get him through every scene. So, yeah, and then you think about uh, Robin Williams, like when Indy does the whole Scottish accent thing. Yeah, think about Robin Williams doing that scene; that would be brilliant, It'd be I gold. Think. Oh yeah. <clears throat> uh, so I had Robin for Indy. Mm. I had Jim Carrey or Eddie Murphy as the, or Steve Martin as the eccentric billionaire bad guy just to like you know what throw more humor into it and make him very eccentric i think eddie murphy in that honestly would be pretty entertaining yeah Yeah. uh so again took the top grossing female actors of the year Mm -hmm. so the female nazi uh scientist i had would either be if you're gonna do hot or not michelle pfeiffer or kathy bates Mm -hmm. okay um and then the dad i just had mel gibson for whatever sure. reason, he was on the list in 89, but I wanted him to be pictured as, like, current day Mel Gibson, but yeah. super gray beard, big beard, thick beard type thing, just washed up guy. I can see it. I do feel bad. Gibson gets some shit on this podcast, because he was one of the <laughs> one of the candidates for Bond back in the day, during that, like, Dalton Brosnan era. And, and if we were around and had any say in it, we would have never allowed that yeah, to happen. We were... We were we weren't nice about it. But anyway. <laughs> Not that anybody listens, so yeah. Mel Mel's fine. Uh, <laughs> Mel, friend yeah. of the show. <laughs> yeah, there's no friends of the show. I don't think. No. <laughs> um, all right. So, Gunny, like, you, do you want to like, like, just go in a circle on live tweets? Sure. Yep. 
I mean, do you guys have a lot of them, or am I the only one that has like a lot of live tweets? I had a couple. I got a gaggle. Okay. <laughs> a gaggle. All right. Uh, <laughs> I said Indy's apparently always a nerd as a teenager. It belongs in a museum. Treasure hunter's okay with child murder. Fucking square. One hundred percent. I just liked how Indy stole all of his drip from this random thief. Yeah. Like he has just decided I'm gonna embody this clear oh, yeah. enemy in my life. But, like, I'm going to be the better version of him. <laughs> but he's so cool. He looks awesome. Disagree with his morals. Man's Belongs got drip. in a museum. <laughs> Man's got drip. Oh, but he was really nice to me once. My dad isn't there for me, so he's my new dad. Yep. I want to be you. 100%. By the way, heroin's starting to look good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Buddy. Um, so one that I had was uh, as the ship scene in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, like, as soon as I was like, ah, he needs to get off that boat. And it was like, he just, like, kind of jumps off or gets washed off. And then all of a sudden it was like, yep, big wave comes. <gasps> and I just I just rolled laughing. And so I, I just said, just, like, couldn't stop fucking laughing about the ship blowing up. Oh, by the way, evil villain is now dead because hat just floats by. Yeah, I was like, you know. ha, 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 evil villain's dead. Uh... Just the dumbest thing I could think of at the time because it just was so ridiculous to like wrap up that tiny opening little bit of like this is your enemy now. All right, let's wrap that. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, my I skip ahead a little bit, but just when he meets Schneider in in Venice, he's like you have your father's eyes, my mother's ears, but the rest belongs to you. It's like really the first time we've seen Indy like hardcore Actively. after a woman. Yeah. Like usually they just kind of fall in his lap. So well, it is the hottest Indy girl. <laughs> yeah. She is pretty darn cute. Um, one of my complaints was kind of just through uh, when they were, we were, this was when we were still back in college and he was kind of doing his, his class thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, how is Indy always somehow on the first day of class and we're doing like an overview of a subject and like we're not like just in the thick of anything? because he's never there. Like, and that's what I was saying. I was like, this dude has so much paid time off. It was like every day is the first day of class because it's the only one he probably shows up for. Oh, yeah. At least he embraced it in Crystal Skull where he's like, it was like part time. It's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Every part time. He only <laughs> teaches that first class. And he better he not a, be getting health insurance. Teacher, he's probably banging, filling the rest. Oh, yeah. But going. Uh, my tweets are just like random thoughts I have. It's okay. Yeah. Just so I give I little context, it, then just like the you know. If Venice we'll... is underwater, how the fuck do they have catacombs? <laughs> Which literally, it was just like watching, I was like, oh, so they got off a boat, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, the museum. That's not a museum, that's a church. Well, it's a library, blah, 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 whatever. And uh, they go in, and, and he's just like, there's got to be catacombs down here. And they go down, I was just like, you're going down to water, dude. What the fuck is going on? Let's just talk about how that is like the smallest brain, like, you know, the first Legend of Zelda level puzzle design of just number... Number, number, number. Yeah. like it's just so small brain. Oh, and movie mistakes with that. He's up there and he goes ten. Got to start there. And they literally, he runs down, grabs the thing, and then they show it. And it's there's just no X on the floor. Yeah, the X is gone. Yeah, yeah just completely gone. Broad daylight. Like, oh, this is fucking obvious as fuck. Okay, yes. cool. When he cool. first is like trying to get the the grout away. Like, there's the X, but yeah, once it's, like, kind of zoomed out and he's smacking the ground, no X. So, uh, <clears throat> My other one was down in the catacombs. Uh, petroleum everywhere, carrying a dripping flaming torch. Room probably should have caught on fire. Fumes. Uh, 
Also not very Christian of the Grail defenders just set the room ablaze. <laughs> yeah. This is fine. So to piggyback that, I also said, uh, how is Indy able to open his eyes just in gas? Right. Petroleum! I don't I don't know how petroleum works. It's been a while since I, I bathed in it. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of recent experience with it. But it seems unlikely that he'd be able to get much done down there. I've been buying a lot of petroleum jelly as an investment. Yeah. Right. So that's for a different thing that we'll talk about later. <laughs> yeah. What you got? Uh, bu- 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 bum. Uh, I found Indy just cringe throughout pretty much this whole first part of it. Um, it really threw out a lot of this here, but hmm. um, when he's trying to, to pick up on, on Schneider and just be hot and, and horny, uh, he's just got these really like cringy one-liners. Like He's trying so hard to be cool, Yeah, uh, and it's just really weird because you know, coming through these movies, like you're already pretty convinced Indy's the coolest. You know, you, you don't make it this far, I think, without that thought, um, and then he, uh, he gets to be trying too hard, and it gets to be a little bit too real. Of, you know, you're here trying to keep you interested kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Andy, it's all right. Like, we're, I, I know what you're about. You don't have to try so hard. Yeah. But. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead a lot on this. Yeah. Favorite nobody character in the whole movie mm-hmm. was the tank driver with the Fu Manchu. Just like, ah. Sure. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was fucking amazing, and he only lived for, like, seven seconds in the movie. Yeah. Uh, here's that movie rule again. Are you too hot? Do you hate each other? Ready, set, bang. Yeah, it's the rule. That's why me and Tyler get along so well. <laughs> so, hot. So, hot. so much banging. <laughs> yeah. All of the banging. Uh, so this is going through back to where, uh, we, uh, I think the, the Jones have been captured and Marcus is kind of wandering around, uh, and we're, you know, giving the illusion that Marcus speaks all these languages and is very... <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, apt at getting around, communicating with people, and then he's really just wandering around with no spatial awareness, just speaking yeah. in English to people. Water that guy is 100% <laughs> my spirit animal. Water, <laughs> like, no like thank he's, you. He's got Fish no, make love in it. He's got no quest markers. He's got no speech skills. He's got no luck. He is just he's just NPCing his way through through that entire uh, sequence, and I love it so much. Yeah. I feel bad about saying this now that he's your spirit animal, <laughs> but I feel like they made him so much dumber in oh, this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, they like, they definitely he was had a to heavy hand person in Raiders, and you were like, okay, cool, Marcus Brody, he's surface level, surface level, yeah, yeah. He, so <laughs> we didn't I get to dive that. too deep into him. But. Yeah. So when the tank goes over and Indy comes back, and it's like the whole joke, like Julia, you're back. Ah, oh, I thought I lost you, and like Sal is just like. Oh, like staring up and like so happy about it, and Brody's just sitting there like, "Yeah, no, they did, yeah." I'm just like I'm just like, holy shit, dude. It's like, boy, so cannot funny. be this dense. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just not possible. It's like, what is going on? Hey, corporate structures, man. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> anywho, you got any more live um, tweets? I don't have any more tweets. Okay, uh, you want to move to talking points? Uh, yeah, let me blow through mine here. Yep. Uh, <laughs> or do you have any more as well? Are we going to... Uh, I just got a gaggle, so I, I really harped on just the uh, okay. uh, absolute bumfuckery of uh, Jones Jr. and Sr. whenever they're together. Right. Um, they just they just are so awkward, and I love them. All right, I'll just blow through mine here real quick. <laughs> uh, what kind of prison is Henry in where he can mail stuff and he has a desk and vases and shit? I don't need that... Di- I need that diary! Where is it? I don't have it! I don't know! By the way, unrelated question. Can I mail something? <laughs> uh, I love, uh, you know, fucking Brody. Water, no thank you. Fish make loving it. Uh, bad CGI with Indy standing on the ledge. 
you know, in the end there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spoof version of this movie is that there is no grail. Uh, a bunch of dudes just died because of some ancient booby traps. Uh, his dad dies from the gunshot wound. Indy goes in there, uh, just gets his head chopped off. It, you know, rolls over to his dad. It's the last thing his dad sees before he dies. The Nazis just shoot Marcus and Sala, shrug, and leave. And credits. Yep. So, <laughs> so that would be all my tweets. So. Good team. Yep. Uh, who, who's, got a, who's got one? Got a, I got a question they're really excited about. All right. So I got a talking point. You excited time. about it, though? Oh, I don't know. Are you excited? I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Fucking balls of the wall. Roll it. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. I can't wait. Right, go. I'm hard. Go for it. No, about yours. Oh, okay. No, yeah. this is different then. Um, so <laughs> uh, I wanted to kind of talk about, so like in the ending scene, uh, well, you know, towards the end there, um, where uh, Schneider was trying to get the grail, she's very greedy and was like, oh, I can get it, you know, reaching for it very desperately. And then almost immediately after we have Indy in pretty much that same position where he's like, mm-hmm. no, I can get it. Um, when I kind of saw that... God, I, I hope I get it. Yeah. I, I, I kind of went back and, and, and you know just thought about some of the, the other scenes like throughout this movie and was starting to kind of question, is like, how motivated is Indy still by like doing this for the good as much as just like a, I want this, I want this, I want this. And I, I kind of just think about now that Indy's probably you know been doing this for several, for several years now. Um, you know, is he still like the good person just because he ends ends up bringing them back to like the museum, mm-hmm. or is this still just kind of like his selfish? Like I get to steal things that are cool and shiny, but they still get to go somewhere else. And I just kind of thought about that a lot after yeah. seeing you know that immediate like same greed that Schneider had, and I was thinking about is Indy really better than everybody else, or does he just happen to win more? Well, the thing I was thinking about was um, because Spielberg in the commentary focuses so much on uh, like Lucas brings him the story, like kind of the idea for the story. And then Spielberg's talking about, well, he wants it to be a father son story. Um, And then you think about um, Indy goes and he finds that cross in the beginning of the movie, Um, you know, and it has to do like with that. I I don't know that you can directly tie that one to his dad, but he goes and he finds that cross and then. Uh, he's going on all the going through all this shit because when he finds out his dad's missing, you know he goes and he's like dad, dad, you know looking around his house yep. and shit. He's all concerned. Uh, whereas you know when they talk, you know it makes it really sound like he's kind of bitter about everything that you know transpired between them. But uh, he's very concerned about him. And so then in the end, where he's sitting there reaching for the grail, I don't know whether it was supposed to be kind of symbolic of. Um, you know, was he reaching for the grail because he was like, you know, you know, his dad's a, a grail, uh, what do you call him? A uh, grail, uh, not conspiratist. That's not the right word. Anyway. Uh, enthusiast. Enthusiast, <laughs> probably, yeah, I like, think, he, yeah. He, like, devoted his whole life. Yeah. yeah. Grail lore. There we go. Yeah. He specializes in grail lore. That's what he says to Donovan. Um, and so I was like, so my thought there was like, well, is he like, I can get, I'm going to get it for my dad. Like, I'm going to um, get it, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. You know what? That's, that's what I thought. That's an interesting way to kind of think about it, yeah. I never thought about it that way. That's that's pretty good. I was I was thinking about the human greed and not the the ever need yeah. to uh, impress your daddy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like small counterpoint is, I thought Indy was grittier and like more of a scumbag in Raiders, and they kind of like through Temple and this one, kind of made him less of a rough edged shittier like grave robber and more of like an archaeologist mm-hmm. and so it's funny that you're just like 
is Indy doing these things and like maybe he gets off and like he gets his rocks off of like I want to steal this and that's the only thing I care about I don't care sure. about the value or anything it's just like here museum it's it's, it's the, the pursuit the find and the getting it after that yeah. he doesn't need it yeah but I from a lot of people commenting on things it was just like yeah he seemed kind of a slightly watered down version of himself but I was like I could, I could see it like he seems like less of a scumbag but I think the only thing they have to take that off of is in Raiders is the very first scene of Raiders. Of, like, stealing this idol. Oh, everybody, this is their deity, and I just took it. Nah, fuck it. Run to the plane. Yeah. Like, that type of thing. Fuck. So, yeah. yeah. They don't know. You got a prompt you're pumped for? Uh, <clears throat> best sidekick in the trilogies. Because the dad run. was good, but I, like you now... Short round, like I hands down, probably the best. Yep. Short round's so good. He's so dynamic. Mm-hmm. He's got a comment to everything. He's is always there funny. An argument though, or is it just like I don't think matter, so. It's always short round. I. That's how I feel. Fair enough, because I yeah. I expected someone to be like, well. I mean, the only better line, you know, Connery has, is talks in a sleep. So, <laughs> that's the only line that's like better than something short round has said. I remember my inner Charlemagne. <laughs> yeah, I'm out on that one. <laughs> but you know what I mean, yeah. So it's like he he still was a super interesting character in this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's number two spot at least as far yeah. as uh, you know between him and uh, short round. Well, and I mean, did he really even? What was his partner really in Raiders? I mean, because like you could kind of say Sala, but like it was in and out, and then like sometimes it was Marion. Yeah. So I would assume sidekick would be more Marion. Hmm. But you're right. But then she, she kind of doubles as the love interest. Yeah. yeah. And Sala kind of also. He doesn't really have one, I guess, in yeah. Raiders. Yeah. All right. The plot was his sidekick. Yes. <laughs> the arc. It was God. God. <laughs> God will never leave you. God was his sidekick. Harrison Ford as the uh, lead for this new movie with the uh, co-starring co-star Jesus God. fucking Christ. <laughs> dun, dun. Uh. So I, God, what was it like <laughs> working with Harrison Ford? I had a couple of things on the ship thing. I don't know how much conversation we'll get into, but it felt needed to bring up. Uh, we kind of mentioned it in the live tweets thing. Like, funny, like 26 years later, these guys still have that cross again. You know, aren't they stealing stuff for money? Like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> continuity of the head guy always wearing the same suit. I guess they just want that guy easily identifiable. Uh, speaking of continuity... Indy's bloody face. Did you notice it's on one side and then he gets punched in the face, the water comes down, everything, and then it's bloody on this side of the face. So that was a continuity thing. Uh, and then those dudes are just dead. So how far out in the ocean do you think that ship was? Thank you. He's just like, he finds a fucking what, buoy, uh, whatever. Like a life, life buoy thing. Yeah. Right there, yeah. Not, yeah. I know it's not buoy. Inner tube. Yeah, yeah. Inner. What? Is that an inner tube? Well, right, isn't that what a... Okay, a well... Yeah, there you go. Preserver. Yeah, life preserver. We'll take it. I think so. It preserved his Cause, life. Well, I know a buoy... We'll a buoy's the big thing with the bell. You know, that's... Yeah, anyway. Uh, we'll have a diagram up here. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, they meant this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, well, yeah, yeah, so I, they're just dead. How far out is he? Like, what's this plan? Like, how... Obviously, he didn't think it out because, I mean, that's the theme of the whole movie yeah. is like, I don't know, figure something out, you know. 
Well, so here's the other thing is just like it, it literally just says off the ghost of such and such. Right. And you're like, cool. And like besides that point, okay, cool. Or how the how the fuck does he have to swim? Like where's he got to go? Mm-hmm. How the fuck did he get on that boat and not get noticed either? Right. It's just like okay, cool. Like maybe you rode out there. Like are they anchored? Yeah, big storm. Who knows? But that was the other thing. It was just like, like just drops you right into this, and it's just like, hey, don't ask questions. Just we need to wrap up one thing real quick. Just <laughs> right. Oh, okay, cool. And then, like, in that thing, I don't know how gold works, but, you know, it's all, like, out in the water for a long time, it seems. <coughs> Excuse me. Seems like a problem, but so much unknown about that mission. Kind of a lazy connection, I felt like. So, we got. So, I want to talk about how the Holy Grail and kind of this mystical, cir- mystic circle of where you can still be alive forever and how kind of grand scheme of things, this is entirely useless thing to discover. <laughs> Considering Ooh. you can't leave the cave. Right. So, so we get, uh, the, the knight whose name I'm forgetting is one of the, the three brothers. Uh, and he's, he's the one who didn't die. So he's just right. been hanging out there for seven billion years or seven yeah. years, however long they said he's been there. Give or take. Just chilling. Number one, perfect English. Phenomenal. Um, just, you know, well-spoken in everything. Um, obviously he's still like kind of old cause he had trouble lifting the sword and, and <laughs> whacking it around and everything. And it was like, Oh no, I've fallen over. You've bested me. Ah, so how knight. well how well does the grail work yeah. really? So it's like is it really just it slows it down like real yeah. real slow like or is it just like a yeah you know it kind of wears off after year like six fifty you know and then starts to ramp up from there. But as as far as like kind of like supernatural artifacts and I guess like you know holy boons and everything, it's like this is like pretty damn useless. Yeah, you can live forever in like this you know eighty five foot by eighty five foot circle. And that's it. Like, are you going to build your house there? And, like, that's where you're going to go and retire? And then, like, you just have, like, a suicide pit just outside the barrier for when you decide you're bored. And you're like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, because you can't go out for Chinese food. Yeah. Right? You go outside and then you just, like, fucking blow away. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so and so the the just the sense number one, it doesn't make whatsoever for this to be a thing that anyone would want or care about. And number one, I enjoy the caveat the caveat that this thing that everybody wants is useless, like everybody wants to be a mortal kind of thing. But also number two, with being immortal, uh, the the point of being immortal is that you outlive everything, and that's no fun, right? So it's like it it has to be useless because being immortal is already kind of useless because it might be fun for the first you know handful of years, but eventually everyone you know and love is dead. Right. Eventually the world's going to be destroyed around you, and you just don't have the luxury of being able to go along with it. God damn it! I want some fucking wings. Yeah. It's like I can't leave here. Huh. Yeah, you got to think he probably gets like news by carrier pigeon every couple of years. Sure, and it's just mostly like a new restaurant opening up like three hundred fifty miles God away. Damn it, I can't go there. Yeah, here they have great kebabs. I'll never try them. Yeah, what the fuck's a kebab? <laughs> yeah, what could come? <laughs> yeah, uh, is that is that Islam? <laughs> what is that word? Uh, I I wanted to say just uh, on that uh, if you can only use it in the in the cave. And like, why? Why was Henry able to like have the shit poured on him and drink it and like be okay, but then leave? Like when he leaves, in theory, shouldn't the like the, the hole just, just go? Right yeah, come back. <laughs> it's a holy site. <laughs> it's like okay, Henry, you got to stay here. We're gonna go get doctors, and then you're gonna walk past the threshold, and the doctors are gonna help you. Yeah. 
you're fine until you pass the threshold. Damn, that is kind of such a plot hole, right? Because like, because otherwise, couldn't you just like return like every gaggle of years and then just be like, oh, I feel much better now, right? Like, how long does that water? Is it just until you piss it out that like you no longer, you know, have the the age defined molecules in your system right. anymore? I I think we need a scientist. <laughs> we might need to write some letters and get some information. We need an expert in Grail lore. <laughs> yeah. Do we do we have any Grail enthusiasts on the audience that we could uh, email us? Consecrated Highline, yeah, dot com. Yeah. So, funny side note on that: in my brain, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, he's been there for five hundred years," and I was like, "There's no dust anywhere." If he was just drinking the same cup each time, there'd be just like dust everywhere else, touching everything else. Well, do you and need the to, one cup? Do you need to drink it multiple times, or are you one and done as long as you're within the the oh. thing? You might be one and done. <coughs> but Interesting. it does beg the question. So, like, hunger and thirst, is all of that just, you know, gone from you? Or do you just get used to it because you're like, I only got so much water. It's, it's kind of my <laughs> job to watch it. Well, they say a lot of the time when you're hungry, you're actually thirsty, so. Maybe he just plays <laughs> about it, and then just the water appears. It just rises again. Holy water. Yeah. It's a cave. I mean, there's always, like, wet caves and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the... Caves impl- are always wet and damp. So you're saying that's just running off some stalactite? <laughs> he, he just perfectly puts the trough. Yeah. Stalactite that just... Fucking just drips uh, You right spend enough there. time down there, you're going to know where the, where the drips are. You okay. know what I mean? Fair enough. So is that the implication that all water there is the holy water? Uh, it's in the so it's in I, the holy birdbath. Okay. Well, so no. Is I'm, it, what I'm thinking is, if I bring in like a like a Pepsi Cola in there and I dump it into the bath and drink uh-huh. it, like is that now holy Pepsi Cola? No, devil's juice. Okay. Devil's juice. <laughs> instant. Well, you just insta death. You're gone. So did they mention that it has to be holy water? Is that I don't. What's up? I don't know. I, it's just I mean, water it's, that's been in this thing. I guess I. Look, I man, the way I just assume that as soon as that thing touches said water, it's holy water. <laughs> Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking is, like, if you're drinking from the grail, just, like, you're good. You know, like, I'm drinking fucking apple juice out of the grail. Like, I'm good. Again, I I need this to be real because I would love to run experiments just to get a real firm understanding of the rules involved. Again, we need expert in grail lore. Yeah. So. you only drink water out of it? (laughs) What's your... I don't know. I don't know. Uh. Again, I, uh, I I think we've gone about as far as we can on this one. What's your next prompt? Question, whatever. I would love if you looked through six pages of notes and you're like, ah, I got nothing. <laughs> um, I do have one if you would like a second to go oh, through your notes. Go ahead. Sure. So uh, I'll, I'll bring this up knowing that it may not uh, pick up as much from you guys, but there's this uh, game series that's called Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's it's a little kind of in like the vein of like you're exploring for artifacts kind of thing, and then you have like these like platforming puzzle solving sequences, and then you go back through and you know you do your action sequences, very Indiana Jones vibe kind of thing, and it just increasingly gets more obnoxious and uh, you know bigger budget kind of thing. Then all of a sudden, much Tom like Holland's the movies in the movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, there's uh, uh, something that's kind of interesting, and a thought that makes a lot of sense when you look at like the indie movies um, and how you that know, was long- not Tom Holland shade, by the way. Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> the podcast loves Tom Holland. <laughs> Everyone loves Tom Holland. Yeah, he's so cute. No, he's great. <clears throat> um, but uh, you know, indie always has infinite luck. You know, he he never gets shot, he never gets hurt, he's never really in true danger or peril. You know, the the world bends around 
his survivability kind of thing. Plot um, armor. Specifically in like the Uncharted game series, um, you don't really have a health bar um, as uh, you know people are shooting at you. You get all like the health low bar effects kind of things with like the screen darkening going red and like kind of shaking a little bit there. Um, but it's really just a portrayal of the character's luck running out, right? Mm. Um, so once you run out of luck, that's when that bullet hits you and you die. And it's it's that same concept that like these like action adventure heroes kind of run with is that like they they have a luck meter and it recharges over time, you know. And that's why sometimes they get into the shit and then miraculously you know get out of it there. Yeah. Um, but I just I feel like it's just such a good fit for like the Indiana Jones series in general because it's it works exactly like that. It builds up. Eventually, he gets caught, kidnapped, whatever. He's in a little bit of danger. You know, the cooldown runs out, and then he's back up, ready to go, escape, <laughs> moving on with the plot. Uh, yeah. I just uh, I think that's such an interesting way that you can move that uh, you know magicalness of the uh, movies, and then also use it as like a video game concept and kind of explain it away that way. Yeah. I think that's neat. Did you play all of them? Uh, most of them, and I mean most of the way through all of them. <laughs> I uh, I tried to play, and it was it was just a little too much for me as far as like oh I can't do this I have to follow the lines of that. Yeah, it's not I'm quite as free. New games, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I get the gist and I understand what you're saying, and it's it. I guarantee the guys who created that were like. All right, team, everybody watch all the Indiana Jones real quick, and then we're going to talk about it, we're going to brainstorm, and then we're going to try to figure out some stuff to throw in a video game. I'm sure. There's there's enough there that, I mean, there's there's enough callbacks oh, yeah. and enough, you know, kind of reutilizing a lot of those mm. concepts that they, they knew what they were doing. Ooh, Tom Holland, new Indiana Jones? No. You thinking of a license no more. game? Oh, okay, in a game, sure, but, like, no more, no more indies. No? Oh, I Come mean, on. Harrison... I think they're going to stick that pig and let it bleed to... I, I hope no one takes over. Leave the leave the fucking things alone. They're great. Just stop. Well, here's you know? what we're going to do. We're going to wait, I think, anywhere from six to ten years, and then we're going to have a, a female Indiana Jones is, is what my my plot line is, right? Okay. That, holds uh, that, that definitely holds weight. Indianapolina? <laughs> I don't know. All right. What do you got? Um, so I, I hold this movie up there very highly as far as popcorn movies i would venture to say it's potentially the best popcorn movie practical effects this one kind of borders on new special effects potentially overusing it a couple times but not so much that it ruins the movie for you um i just can't think of a better adventure movie with so much action in it that is out there even currently where you're like yeah like Indian Jones Last Crusade's good. This is better. Like I can't think of one because this movie came out in '89 and it still holds up today. It's still fantastic whenever you watch it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And so, it, like, is it potentially the best popcorn movie? Like, is there an argument for another movie you have? Hmm. Depends what you're really into. Because I I've spent a lot of man hours going through Lord of the Rings. So you know, to me, that's a popcorn movie because. I'd, I'd spend all day going through one, two, and three, um, and, and love every minute. So, Depends I guess that's kind of hard to decide what the what a popcorn movie really sure, is, yeah, you sure. know? Because, like, you could just I don't know, like, aren't um, like the Fast and Furious movies like popcorn movies at this point? 
You know what I mean? Well, I'm, yeah, I know. I get it. I'm not like over I mean, here like, well, Fifth and Furious. That's not what I'm bringing up as an opponent. I'm yeah, saying if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to like, you know, think of like the definition of a popcorn movie. It's like, like John Wick's like, aren't they like pretty much popcorn movie at this point? Right. Just like, it's the yeah. same dude. He comes in, he fucks people up. Some shit blows up. He trips up overcomes a challenge then he fucks some more people up and then he wins right so here's a question to that yeah because this is third movie in you know trilogy obviously like a legacy movie you were bringing up and you said john wick currently because there's been four of them yeah you said uh fast and furious currently because there's been fucking 10 of them do you think that starting of series they have one broad thing they look at and they say hey this is what we want to accomplish and then someone else is in their back like back pocket or they're in their ear just like hey do another one because you guys made us a lot of money keep going keep going and it just everything just devolves into that kind of stuff where it's like all right we're out of ideas fuck it popcorn movie just throw a bunch of cool shit on screen and let's do this there there is something to say i think about you create an idea and it appears to be successful we've, we've seen cases where like movies uh you know while they're still finishing up production they're like yeah no we got the green light for a second one so we're gonna we're gonna do some extra you know scenes you know kind of as we wrap this up to get ahead of producing for the next one like we've got enough confidence in this but you know for like long running series so like fast and the furious um, or for concepts that are maybe like pretty simple enough. So say like the John Wick series, you know, where it's like you have a lot of core concepts, you know what you're here to do and you know the types of things you have to do to fill that screen time. It's more of a, we know what we're going to do and accomplish in this movie already because it's pretty easy. Let's just figure out how we can make the most money out of them at this point, right? Like and eventually that transition from telling the cohesive, fulfilling story does get a little bit into a you know getting that billion you know right in that formula um kind of thing so so anything on the top grossing list popcorn movie i mean well yeah that, i mean that's the i don't know would you consider marvel <laughs> movies only popcorn movies see i don't know like well because it's like at this point after obviously watching they like are hundred of them i'd feel like they're a little popcorn <laughs> yeah well i mean because obviously like the object is to entertain right but then yeah at what point is that, like, you know, novel brought to life? Because those are graphic novels brought to life, right? I, I don't know how you define that stuff, really. Uh, if you want to say Indiana Jones, best popcorn movie ever, uh, because I don't really know definitions and I really like this movie, I'll go with it. Sure. Um, you know, confirmation e- bias. <laughs> email us in with uh, at contentcrisishotlineyahoo.com if you have a better popcorn movie definition. Maybe I'll do some research. Um. Yeah. Tell me why. Don't. I don't want to do the research. Don't make why. me do it all. So anyway. <laughs> all right. I got a prompt. Um. Indy's just kind of the worst teacher, and they show it to us here. You know, Brody walks in his classroom constantly, and he always stops awkwardly in the middle of what he's saying. And he goes, like, and then uh, and the other thing about archaeology, you know. <laughs> So, like, probably never there more than two days in a row. Says he'll be in his office, then uh, literally hops out his window. That man has never made. And goes on an adventure. Not once. He's never graded a paper. No. I mean, nothing. So, like, I'm just, I don't know. I wish Indy would. Look, in the next movie when he's fired. Yeah. (laughs) You know, more or less. I know he gets his job. 
I know he gets his job back, but it's like, yeah, goddamn right, you got fired. Yeah. You know? But so let's let's talk a little bit about that, right? So once once we're in that sequence, we're at the school. He's going through these waves of people who want to do interviews with him and shit because he's now like pseudo celebrity, you yeah. know, status kind of thing. It's like how how important is Indy in like the home culture? Like, everything we know is the cool shit he does, you know, overseas with the adventure and the getting the artifacts and everything there. But it's like, like, is he, like, a local celebrity or is he, like, an actual celebrity? Like, what what is really his notoriety level? How important is this guy, really? If we can take anything from Raiders, we can say that Indy is local hunk, uh, <laughs> worldwide celebrity archaeologist. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? I still feel like it's only local. Because like, you, like, but everywhere he goes, okay. Doctor Jones. You okay, know what but I mean. Think about it this way: How <laughs> many Dr. famous archaeologists do you know? I mean, right? Yeah, the the average so Joe. I'm, I'm thinking out of your top ten. The average, right? right oh, know? outside my top ten? Well, yeah. fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Who else do you know? Top ten archaeologists: the war, uh, shit, the rock. <laughs> uh. What else you got? Ah. <laughs> Nine other guys. Nine other rocks. There's uh, there's Geodes. Uh, Geodude. Uh, the, the thing? The, the thing? thing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. I, I can't, yeah. I mean, but like we wouldn't know famous archaeologists, right? So I guess uh, in that community, I guess. Well, yeah, because it's like a. Worldwide? It's an education Mr. Thing. Worldwide. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's an education thing. So like those guys, you would assume would be like, oh, so and so just put out this paper, and I'm gonna read it because it pertains to whatever I'm doing, and that kind of thing. So you're like, oh, that guy's got some good shit. I'm gonna remember his name. So yeah, in that sense, like those guys probably have that. Yeah. But. Did you read uh, Doctor Jones' thesis on how a bunch of uh, weird spirits came out of a box and killed forty Nazis? I, no, <laughs> uh, I did not catch that one. No, no I don't think. He but actually, it actually held water because I'm pretty sure he didn't cite his sources. You're right. He, well, he had his eyes closed. Fucking retard. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah. I I was there. I did not see it occur. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fucking tinfoil hat over here. Uh. <laughs> well, then how do you know? Yeah. Exactly. Uh. No, I think you should the, have opened one eye. Maybe only half of you would have melted. <laughs> Just got like one melted eyeball. Where's an eye patch now? I seen it. Two face. Indiana Tim Jones Martin. of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I was gonna say is, you know, we don't know worldwide archaeologists, but like, how many fucking scientists do you know? But like, there's the people that uh, you know transcend, right? Do such big yeah. things. So like, name a scientist. Go. Marie Curie. Okay, you're. I don't know what who that is. Uh, I was gonna say. I thought the first answer would honestly be. I was gonna say Doctor Shivargo. <laughs> okay, I don't know what's going <laughs> you on did here. Not understand this prompt. <laughs> who are you thinking, Doctor Jekyll? Name and Mr. another. Hyde. Okay, that's Dr. not. No. no, come on. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I'll send it to you from Russia with love. Einstein, motherfucker. Goddamn. Like, that's the only, like, famous scientist I would think of. You know what I mean? And yet it and took so, us two minutes yeah. to think of him. We might be dumb. It's not. Well, yeah, but then you were like Dr. Jekyll and Hyde or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, that, you're not trying well, now. Fiction back to real. You know, 
know. Yeah, it's fine. No, okay, but then the the only other one I would think of, which I don't even know if this counts, but like Oppenheimer, because that fucking movie's coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, indie. I think in this universe, obviously not. I mean, in our universe, obviously, because <laughs> yes, no, he's an adventurer. Real. No, but in this universe, like indie is that that motherfucker. Like he's like another Einstein yeah, type boy. dude, right? Yeah. But in archaeology, right? Like you know that guy because he does sweet shit in his field. Whereas, like, what did Einstein do? I don't know. He equals MC squared or something. Why don't you explain here, Mike? Why don't you explain theory relativity to us? Oh, that's interesting. You fucking nerd. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, it's irrelevant. (laughs) So you guys think in his universe, in the actual movie, the people like when they were flocking to him for office hours and like trying to talk to him, it was because he was celebrity and not because he was the professor. No, I think those students are pissed at him because I think he's never there. I think he's never there, and they're trying to get I like. I can't in- graduate until you grade my. Oh paper! yeah, there's like 15 years seniors that are like, God damn this guy. Yeah. Every and grade it. Just write an A. Just write an A. Yeah. Do it. Every goddamn year. He's just like hopping out the window again. They moved his fucking office to the eighth floor. <laughs> You know, and he's fucking, like, got bandanas and shit, like, you know, repelling down the side of the university. They they started putting fucking suicide nets out there for (laughs) Indy, you know, because they're like, God damn it, this guy. guy He just keeps escaping his duties. He keeps walking in the school and, like, 18-year seniors just, like, pelt him with pens and papers. Like, I could have been a lawyer by now! Fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. Uh, Jason, what's your next thing? Uh, I uh, want to talk about humanizing your your heroes and your idols a little bit. Okay. So because in this one and kind of like the awkwardness and some of the the finesse that we we came to know and love um, was a little bit less than this one compared to the other two, right? Um, he was a little bit more uh, bumbling is is the word I kept coming back to using. You know, there was especially when he's in those scenes with his dad. There's just a lot of that finesse that's not really there, and it's a little bit more of those like kind of goofy mistakes to make it I guess lighthearted. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of in the ways we talked about there. Um, but with Indy kind of being this character that, you know, a lot of us kind of, you know, saw as that like cool hero, action hero, adventure hero kind of guy. Um, I really like just that we get to, you know, humanize him in these ways where it's like a, you know, number one, the awkwardness with your dad. Number two, like you're not really great at your job in a lot of these scenes. Um, and, uh, I just want to talk about, um, you know, our, our hero characters, the ones like, you know, the, you grow up looking up to this guy, are they supposed to be? You know, these human realistic people or is like, are they supposed to be perfect action heroes? Uh, you know, which which way do you think works better as that kid looking up to it? I, I would like to think that Indiana Jones's character works better because you can see. Well, now that I'm saying this out loud, I feel dumb because if I'm young and I'm very young and watching this, I don't think I connect as much if I'm in. 18 to 25 year old and I'm watching it I think I connect more because you're like you're absolutely right oh he's got problems with his dad oh he bumbles around and he you know drops things and he fucks stuff up and he doesn't he's not the perfect every single time timing this correctly doing this correctly every single time that's so far fetched if you're watching watching certain movies that kind of thing sure um as a little kid would I look up to him absolutely do I connect more with him as an adult? Yes. 
Uh, and I think that kind of makes it stronger as an actual character when you're watching this kind of stuff because it's not so... Everything he does isn't perfect. Sure. And so he's relatable in that sense. And so that's why I think, yes, it's it's much easier to look at indie instead of looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger in X amount of movies. Yep. I would, I would say I would... Uh... I like the indie model, yes, of, because uh, you don't, I mean, this sounds stupid as hell, but, you know, the, uh, you're like, oh, you're setting impossible standards for these little girls, right, with, like, the models in magazines. Sure. But I think of it, like, the same way, like, your heroes should be, like, you know, something attainable, right? Like, there's no problem with looking at, say, like, a like a world-class athlete or something that, like, like every person is not going to be able to, like, be like them. But there's no fault in like looking up to that person. But like, I don't know. I like the indie model. I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with either. Okay. I think. Uh, I think maybe we shouldn't have such a focus on who we want to be like, and to sound even more cheesy. <laughs> maybe we should want to be our own hero. Wow. <laughs> wow. Isn't attainable. Just do your best, big guy. That's what I'm saying. I did my best. I did my best. <laughs> That's still one of the funniest things I've seen is people people gaming together, and you're on a team or whatever, and some guy just screams, "What the fuck are you doing?" And someone else is like, "I'm doing my best." They go, "Oh man, I'm so sorry." Like, keep going, buddy. You got this. You got this. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually me. I'm the guy who's out there just <laughs> fighting for his goddamn life and not doing too hot. Why are you shooting at our own team? I'm new. I'm know. new. I'm new. I'm new. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's why I stopped playing online video games I'm a going long on time now. ago. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because no it wasn't getting just any block better. Me. Just block me. Just block me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a good question. I, like... He... Okay. Another question on top of that, then. Sure. What other characters are also like indie or take from the indie model off the top of your head? Like they they are not perfect. They bumble around. You fall in love with them. They're very relatable. You know, it it has to be out there, not just in action adventure movies, but like I think it was played out a ton in the eighties and nineties of like perfect guys. You know, the the Van Dams, the fucking. Schwarzeneggers, the Stallones, and even in like Rocky, say like he's getting beat up and he's like that's his thing is he can take a punch and then come back and like finally <laughs> you know? like that that kind of yeah. shit like I get it but like Indy is just more relatable to that than like okay Stallone like yeah dude I don't know I've I've never been that poor I well just live in that car I've never like. You know, like ran yeah. fucking like fifty miles just to go train to go get beat the shit in a fucking boxing ring for fifteen rounds of like a Mike Tyson esque guy. You know what I mean? I can tell you what though. I think for all three of us sitting at this table, and most people, I would say, I would say the story of Rocky is far more attainable. Of just like you're just gonna get your fucking face beat in. <laughs> I think it's easier to get your face beat in and get paid for it than it is to go on all these crazy adventures and you know bang beautiful women and not remember their names by the fourth movie and yeah you know things when, like when that. you can boil down all the life struggles <laughs> to life is swinging hard but i'm swinging harder yeah that's that's pretty relatable <laughs> Fair enough. i don't know that we really came to any resolution <laughs> on any of that 
Because I went the cheesy route and just said, like, you should be your own hero. So, and then, uh, and I think we determined that, I think we determined that you shouldn't try to be Indiana Jones. If you really want to be a hero, go get your face beat in. So, uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Find your closest bar and start swinging. Yep. Life will only go uphill from there. Just drink enough. Not too much, just enough. Enough that it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like, I don't know why this came to my head just now, but before you know they had the ads for like uh you know don't drink and drive and shit like that and i feel like laws used to be a little more laxed i mean i wasn't around obviously like you know way way back but i mean none of us were i guess way way back around but 1920 just think about i'm not just think about the fact that you know people were drinking in a place and one guy got rowdy you know and was kind of messing stuff up in a bar for people and then the uh, <laughs> just the goal was like, you know, the faster we get that guy out of this bar and behind the wheel of a vehicle, the better for everybody in here. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> the, be- the better. Like, we got to get that guy behind a motor ve- the wheel of a motor vehicle as fast as we can. Hey, buddy, you got to get out here and go home. Hey. <laughs> you good to drive? <laughs> Sounds good, man. Talk to you later. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I also have to ask you to leave this establishment of sane people and get behind the one ton vehicle that can drive at <laughs> at least 55 miles an hour and kill at least 20 people before you get home. Understood? Right. <laughs> Hurry up. Make sure you wear your lap belt. I got it. <laughs> we'll talk about relativity, relativity tomorrow, bud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so the tank chase for me was just one of my like, huh? Moments because like... Look, if the luckiest thing that has happened to Indy is not like the hanging hanging from the fucking gun, yeah, and then and not getting yeah, and then all of a sudden at the, the last moment, rock face, yeah. right? If that's not the luckiest thing that's ever happened to him, I don't know what is. Um, Henry and Brody, this is this is kind of multi pointed, so just <laughs> as you answer, but Henry and Brody. Uh, do not fit in here. Like they walk in, they're doing their little rhyme about like a yeah, like an evacuation or whatever the fuck they were what, saying. What the Rescue. Fuck was that? Weird as shit. That's what it was. Uh, you know the whole pen is mightier than the sword and all that bullshit. Um, they were having their own adventure, <laughs> very separate from yes, what the rest of the movie was on. I'm not sure how much how talking point this really is now that I'm reading it, but just I love when Saul is riding up. Like Sala with the camels. camels. He's like, Sala, I said no camels! I count five camels! He's, He's like, like, I have to <laughs> return them to pay for the... This uh, is for my brother-in-law's brother car. Yeah. car. Yeah, And then he's like riding up and, and Henry's on the on the thing in the, the side of the tank. And he fucking gives him the hat tip. He's like, Father of Indy, give me your hand! <laughs> like, I just... I don't know. I love everything there. But that... Okay. Father of Indy. I guess the real question there, because that was just kind of me grouping everything. So the real question there... Is that the luckiest thing that's happened to Indy? Like, the last second, like, like what is the luckiest thing for Indy in these? Like, just let's just focus on these first three okay. movies. I mean, really, any time he's been shot at has got to be the well, luckiest sure. thing, right? Like, almost every scene is fully automatic weapons, and you just see, like, his perfect body being outlined. <laughs> but I think you just think of, um, like, that's not luck anymore. That's just his plot armor. Sure. Like, when Superman gets shot in the chest and it just, you know, the bullet gets flattened. Like, you don't go like, oh, lucky he's got that chest. Like, you just go like, ah, eh, he's Superman. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. like, what's the, like, luckiest thing with Indy? I'll break it down right now. Like, it, uh, an easier way to put it 
is Indy in each of these movies has had three fights where he kills a superior being. But this time being a tank. Well, no, no, no. So here, here's here's the thought. Yes, but the thought is so in Raiders it was the super tall giant guy around the airplane, yeah. and he killed him, but he didn't kill him. The second movie in um, Temple was the big huge guy that he had the big fight with, and then the dude ended up getting his like turban or scarf or whatever caught and like died with the rock crusher. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Another giant that he like slays. So in this one I was thinking like, well who the fuck is it? But what and the only thing I could get back to was the dickhead Nazi general that like, you know, slaps people in the face with his gloves and that type of shit. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like that happened. And like the tank thing just fits with that real quick snapshot of each of those because he should have fucking been murdered in the past two movies in those small little scenes. And in this one, I was like, yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. Like, oh, like, just by chance, a gun goes off and shoots the coolest guy in the whole movie and the coolest guy in the whole movie just falls on something and then last second, you're right. Oh, if it didn't happen that second, two seconds later, he'd be dead. But it it just, again, hand-in-hand hand with all that kind of stuff is, like, in that epic one fight per movie, each of those, it's like, that's what it was, that's the thing. And, like, is it the luckiest? Seems like it, because it was him hanging off a tank, there's a rock there. But just as easily, in Raiders, that was on fire, he's got a big guy trying to kill him, Marion's stuck in the fucking cockpit of that plane. Plane's about to blow up. And he's just like, dude, guys, we gotta go. Fucking, come on, do something. Do something else. Like, ah. So the tension and the anxiety rises on all of that stuff. So, yeah, I, I think that this one maybe forced it down your throat that he was really lucky. <coughs> sure. But, I mean, I, I think I, he's I, been in those, those snafus in each one. I think we could probably argue that, like, circumstance is also built into plot armor, right? Sure. So, you know, I do. I know uh, it comes up in at least enough of the Bond movies where it's like you're going up against, like, the, the super person, the biggest, the baddest, whatever person, and it's usually circumstance or opportunity is what... We like, call this person a Jaws. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's what allows... You know, there's always just that circumstance that allows you to, you know, either outsmart, outwit, outcircumstance, you know, yes. the person who just clearly should be able to defeat you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's just one of the things. Like, circumstance is, is kind of built into the plot armor throughout all this. So, you know, those, those bullets dancing all around them, never hitting them. You know, the, the people getting caught up in, you know, their own contraptions. You know, the dude getting chopped up by the uh, plane blades. Yeah. It's all it's all just circumstance plot armor. Yeah. It's all one thing. That's a good point. Uh, so I have one more thing, but it is like when we're like absolutely done. So you guys uh, give me any more uh, I'm, I'm about ready. stuff you got. Okay. I think I'm ready. You ready for the end? I'm ready. <clears throat> all right. Ready? One man. Give it to me. One solution. Uh, see? You're, again, we talked about this. It sounds real Nazi-ish. Yeah. No <laughs> more solutions. One man, one solution. The final solution to the end of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, so I will say, uh, what would, okay, yeah. Sorry, no. No, it's fine. I needed to make a point. Mm-hmm. The fucking outlandish couple scenes, one, the tank scene. Yeah. But the jousting scene in this movie, uh-huh. where it was just like, how <clears throat> fucking crazy was that? Like, oh, hey, by the way, like, yeah, these four guys follow you, but this one guy slips up and goes right in front of you and comes back. 
And he was like, yeah, he busts through the gate. I'm going to bust through the gate. What do we do? He's got a gun. I don't know. Oh, how convenient. A flagpole. Yeah. And I'm just going to shove it through him. It was just one of those, like, seriously? Circumstantial plot armor. (laughs) It was so ridiculous. No, I know, yeah. Yeah, again, with the, like, that's what I was saying at the beginning, like, a a lot more of the, than the other two, just the, really? (laughs) So, also, the jousting and the plane scene. Yes. Where he's like, I don't know, you know how to to fly a plane, he goes, fly, yeah, land, no. No. (laughs) I I love that admission, and he'd be like, yeah, I've never really landed one of these well before, it doesn't Ready? Yeah. Let's do it. I usually crash land, let's see how far we get. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like that. That also built. Well, in the like, like the Nazi tale, like because I didn't want to just sit here and just list everything I had. But since you're in that spot of the movie, the Nazi fucking fighter pilots sure, that can't that shoot out the amateur. Well, no, I mean the Nazis are like, hey, they're on the fucking blimp. You know that guy got thrown overboard. Like they know what's up. That one's not hard for me to believe. But then the fucking army pilots Could've or navy that. pilot, whatever you call, it, I don't know. Whatever they are military classifications but they can't shoot down an amateur pilot that can't even land the plane yeah they're and they were taking no evasive maneuvers like they were running Nothing. pretty straight for a while there so yeah. it's like i'm pretty sure if i was in and, the gunner seat i could have figured it out. and henry was the one that shot them down yeah. <laughs> oh no junior and then and then they're so they stupid that they drive into the tunnel and the guy's just like here we go <laughs> he's like oh no <laughs> like what the fuck the, the awkward, like, side glance at each other as they're yeah. going, and he's just scraping by yeah. and just like, ugh. So, anyway. Um, all right, finish this up. All right. What would you say uh, the overarching message of this movie is? Before you say anything, I have two suggestions. Uh, women ruin everything. Uh, you know, she lost the grail for everybody, right? Tried to run right out the door. Uh, or maybe it's uh, give up on your dreams, you know? Henry said, let us go, son. You know, he gave up. Then Henry Jr. gave up. So, I don't know. What do you got? Uh, you got other suggestions or maybe I, one of those two? I think sharing is caring is a, a central theme to this. <laughs> uh, we, we shared the woman. We, uh, yes. we, we shared a lot of the, the dreams. Dirty uh, cum know. slut takes two big loads right. from, you know, father, son. Uh, you know, we were sharing the goblet a little bit there. I think sharing is caring is a, is a pretty central theme to this entire story. Sure. <laughs> I, those are all great. I don't have one. They're, those are fantastic. <clears throat> uh, you want to pick one then? I'm no. with all of those. <laughs> e, yeah, all of the above. I got to say, yeah. give up on your dreams, like, as far as. It really hitting all the categories. That seems like that really hits the most <laughs> on it, right? Yeah. It's like no matter what comes up, you can put all this time and effort. You can obsess over all of these things. But in the end, we still lost the grail that Jones Sr. spent pretty much his whole life fretting about and an sacrificed the relationship with his son for, right? Uh, Jones Jr., you know, and kind of joining in in this pursuit, doing all these things to impress and kind of reconcile the relationship with your father – Grail's still lost. Now it's only the two of you to figure out what you want to do together. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then everybody else, you know, their their dream is just them to greed and a lot of self-sacrifice. And in the end, we end up with nothing to show for it. So I, I'd say the truest out of all of those is definitely going to give, be up, give on up, up on your dreams. Or maybe it's like call your dad or something. I don't uh, know. Don't <laughs> set goals because you don't want to just not hit them. <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Um Anything? Everybody good? I'm good. It was a fun time. Cool. 
Well, uh, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. You found us somewhere, obviously, because uh, you're here. And if um, you're not careful, it will find you. <laughs> uh, use your incognito tab. Um, <laughs> no, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Email us, consecrates, hotlineyow.com. Uh, Twitter, consecrates1, consecrates on Instagram. Uh, we post clips and stuff, so, yep. Uh, thanks for watching, listening, whatever. Uh, goodbye.